Welcome to episode 364 of Hit the Mic with the Stacey Harris. All right, guys, episode 364, and we're talking about tools, um, social media tools and what to use, and, and, and is this the right one or is that the right one, is probably the question type I spend the most time answering, um, especially when I'm at events and I'm speaking um, to people. You know, a lot of times it's not really about what should I be hosting or where should I be hosting. It's literally what can I use to make this easier or what can I use to make this more painless? Um, how can I automate this in a way that makes sense? And so I want to talk about the three types of tools that you need to have. Um, now, I will say that there are a whole plethora of options within these tool types to choose. I'm going to share my favorite in each category. Uh, but again, and I've said this before, and I guarantee I will say it again, maybe in the show, the best tool for the job is the one you're going to use. Um, the smanciest, fanciest, most wonderful tool that every expert recommends is totally useless if you never open it. Uh, so the best tool for the job is the one you use. But I will tell you my three favorites, the ones I use. Cool? Alrighty, let's jump in. Tool type number one, a scheduler. Now, I want to put like a little asterisk next to this. Not everyone needs a scheduler. Um, I do have a couple of coaching clients who um, focus mostly on Facebook and Instagram, and they don't use a scheduler. Um, they use a scheduler inside of Facebook, and they use um, an alarm kind of reminder to, to schedule to their Instagram. And that's, that's where they're at. And that works perfectly for their demographic, for their industry, for their ideal clients and for their setup. So there's no reason for them to pay, you know, X, Y, Z per month to have a scheduler when that's the best option for them. So that's my little side note there, but jumping back in a scheduler, some option of posting, uh, is the most, most necessary tool. Um, I use eClincher. Uh, there are a ton of reviews of tool options. And if you go down to the resources uh, on the show notes page, I will list links to those episodes. Um, we talk about Buffer and Hootsuite and eClincher and Sprout Social. And um, I think we talked about CoSchedule and we have a whole plethora of choices. Again, the right one is the one you'll use. I use eClincher because it allows me to do a couple of things. A, it allows me to have something called queues where my content is actually recycled. Um, and that allows me to put all 360, now four episodes of this show and content for that in a list. It gets shaken up like a snowball and those tweets go out. And when the snow all settles and the tweets have all been sent, it gets shaken up again and the whole process happens again without me or someone on my team going in and making that happen. So I really like eClincher. In addition to that, I have the option for social listening because I've got my social inbox where all of my Facebook comments and LinkedIn messages and um, Twitter replies and direct messages and assorted things come into one place. So I can simply go in and monitor that space. I don't have to over and over and over and over again, dig into each of those places. 
uh, on the flip side of that, I can also schedule specific messages at specific times. So if I'm a part of an affiliate promo or I'm launching something or there's something that I need to go out on Tuesday at 7, I can schedule it to go out one time Tuesday at 7. Uh, so I really like that. That's why I like eClincher. Uh, they've also got a lot of really great built-in analytics and things like that. So that's what I use. But a scheduler, something that's going to help you streamline the process of scheduling your social media foundation is really key. Now, when I talk about your social media foundation, I'm talking about, and I've talked about this in past episodes, but when I talk about your social media foundation, I'm talking about the content that has to go out, your content, your other people's content, your social messages. It's the content that you know goes out week after week, month after month, year after year. It's the baseline, the foundation, see how I'd name that, um, of your social media time. So get that stuff out. Schedule that. Make time to do it once a week. A scheduler allows you to do that. That way, when you're going in, you can trust that your scheduler is taking care of your foundation and you can go in and engage. You can go in and post something live and fresh whatever it is, you can go focus on your groups, you can whatever it is you need to do. uh, You have that option. Because again, ding, 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 your scheduler has allowed your foundation to be going out. Cool. All right, number two, a graphics tool. Now I'm not saying you have to have Photoshop. In fact, in most cases, you don't need Photoshop. Um, I use Canva. And I'll be honest, for some stuff, we do use Photoshop. Um, But we actually have templates that that we had a designer build for us um, in Canva. And we use those 90, probably 8% of the time. Uh, The new, we just rolled out new cover images and new Instagram uh, quote graphics and stuff like that. Guess what, guys? We do those in Canva. Um, So it doesn't have to be a highly complicated tool. Again, there are a whole range of choices for you. Uh, I really love Canva. We even spring for the premium version. I think it's like 12 or 15 bucks a month. Um, And I think it's actually like 10 bucks a month if you pay annually. You end up with a couple of months free, so it kind of shakes down to being less per month. Um, But yeah, it doesn't have to be simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be simple. One thing I will say, though, is when you're using a tool like Canva um, or some of these other real quick social media graphic template based tools remember to make yours look like you and your brand and that doesn't mean just adding your logo in place of whatever logo is defaulted into the template um because for a lot of people in the online business space we see those templates so often we know this tool so well i can identify a canva graphic nine times out of ten because they used one of the top six templates in the in this list and they didn't really do anything as way of customization and so it looks like a canva image to me their brand is completely washed out of it because i immediately identify it as a canva image so do some tweaking and you know i'm sure there are designers who could probably identify them at even a higher level than i can um but put a little bit of time in and you know what if you really want invest in having a designer help you. I'm happy to give you the name of my designer. If you guys want to, um, if you guys are interested in that, send me a message. The team will get you the, her name, um, and put you in contact, but you need to make it look and feel like your brand or it's not representing you. It's representing Canva, um, or whatever tool it is that you're using. Canva, certainly not the only game in town with that kind of stuff. Uh, so number two, a graphics tool. 
And I'll also say that your graphics tool doesn't necessarily need to be desktop based. Um, for a lot of you, that may be something on your phone, an editing app on your phone um, that you use. Uh, for example, Word Swag is massively popular. Again, I can identify a Word Swag image pretty carefully. Make sure you give it your own feel. Um, don't use, you know, default everything. Give it your own, give it your own vibe. Uh, so yeah, graphics tool. All right. Uh, so yeah, graphics tool, massively important, especially now we know how important visual stimulation is in, in the grand scheme of social media. That's why photos and graphics, or I'm sorry, photos and videos are doing so, so well. Number three, before we close this up, some sort of tool to collect your stats in. Now I'm trusting that I don't need to mention that you are actually going into your Facebook insights, your Twitter analytics, uh, your LinkedIn analytics, your Google analytics, uh, and paying attention to your stats and that these numbers, you know, mean something and will will give you information. Uh, however, you also need to collect that information every, somewhere. I actually keep it stupid, stupid simple. We use um, Google Sheets to track things like follower counts and engagement rates and click-through rates and most popular links and things like that. Um, my friend Brandy Lawson over at Fiery Effects um, has been talking a lot about Google Data Studio, um, which is actually a really cool tool that we use to put together um, parts of our um, our clients reports so that they can see what's happening on their website. Um, it's a really cool option. You can absolutely be pulling those um, and collecting your data there, but also keep a record of those things. Um, and again, I keep follower counts and stuff in Google Sheets. I keep a record of this stuff because guys, social media is not an immediate payoff. It's not you hire someone or you start doing something or you make one tweak and suddenly the floodgates open. That's not what social media is for. Uh, it's a long-term game. You're looking at three, six, 12 months to start really seeing that you've got some solid leverage. Now, yes, little things should start happening. Follower accounts should start increasing. Engagement should start increasing. Um, you know, low-level sales may increase. The email list might start growing incrementally over time but it is not a switch. It is not something you flip. And when you have the numbers and you can look month over month and you know quarter over quarter and year over year, you really start to see the difference that's made when you just keep plugging away. You just keep doing the work. You just keep being a value. You just keep being consistent. You just keep sharing information. Um, and, you know, making those sales offers, making those pitches. You know, in the words of, of Gary Vee, you're doing your jabs, but you're also doing your right hooks. All right, guys? Uh, so make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure you are tracking that information and you are paying attention to it, not just day to day, but again, over the long term. Uh, and so having some sort of tool where you collect those stats, that's going to be really valuable. That's the show for today. Um, big, big, big reminder. We have a brand new training happening uh, Friday, actually. It'll get released to hit the mic backstage. And this month is going to be, or next month rather, September, is going to be a really good one. We're actually going to talk about how to use Facebook ads to engage a stale community. So this is particularly important at this time of year because maybe, just maybe, you have spent the last uh, couple of months chilling out, maybe not posting quite as much, maybe not engaging your community, and now you want to launch something. 
and now you want to, you know, release your program or grow your email list so you can launch something in January, whatever it is, you, you know, you, you want to hit those numbers that you set in January of this year. Um, so we're going to talk about setting up your Facebook ads to engage that community. If you would like to join us, and I know you would, hitthemikebackstage.com is the place to go. And I will see you backstage in the private VIP lounge and, of course, the Facebook group. And, of course, I will see you again here next Tuesday. See you soon.